Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Learning Line. My name is Danielle Hartman, and I am so excited to introduce our guest this week. Our guest this week is Bev Neisler. Bev is the Director of Philanthropy for St. John's Hospital and has served in this role for nine years. As a leader, Bev feels it is her responsibility to develop the next generation of leaders by modeling behavior that others will want to emulate. As the next up generation defines their leadership voice, she hopes they learn from current leaders who are doing their best to set good examples. Through self-reflection and evaluation, she tries to be better today than she was yesterday. Bev's leadership passion and talents have been incredibly helpful on the Emerging Leader Project team. We knew she would be the perfect project team member to interview for this episode. As we go through this interview, you will hear her passion for developing the next generation of leaders at HSHS. Without further ado, welcome Bev Neisler. Hi, Bev. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. Great. Well, we're so glad to have you on this episode of Learning Line. Um, as you may have heard in our other episodes, um, what we like to do initially is kick off each episode with just an icebreaker question. What was the very first leadership role you ever held? Well, my first leadership role was I was the Director of Development and Public Relations for Spark here in Springfield. And that's a wonderful organization that really enriches the lives of individuals with uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities. So I was the fundraising professional on the team. And, you know, I really learned a lot. I, you know, my title was Director of Development and Public Relations, but I certainly felt more like an emerging leader than I ever did a director. But I learned a lot. You know, we had a wonderful uh, board of directors and I learned a lot from all of them. They were from many uh, professional environments here in Springfield. So it was nice to get to learn from them and, you know, what they were all about. And, and really, you know, I, I love the mission of Spark and, you know, to help people who are uh, less fortunate and to, you know, be able to help raise money for that organization. So I learned a lot there and I really, really enjoyed my time with Spark. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful experience. Thanks for sharing that, Bev. Sure. I appreciate the call out too. You know, like you said, I was a director, but I really felt like, no, I'm still an emerging leader in this. And I think, especially for a lot of our, our new leaders or your first time leadership role, people do feel that way. Um, and I think that's why we're so excited here at HSHS to have the Emerging Leader Program roll out in March. So can you tell me what is the Emerging Leader Program? Well, it's just been such a pleasure for me to be able to work on this committee. And, you know, the Emerging Leader Program really is an investment in our high-performing colleagues. And, you know, we want, we want people to be invested in HSHS, and we want them to lead with the mission. And, you know, the Emerging Leader Program is going to develop our emerging leaders uh, into those uh, leaders that are very mission-driven, uh, who um, know how to respond and communicate uh, to others. And it is just a key investment that HSHS is making. And, you know, the, the end goal here is for people coming out of the Emerging Leader Program uh, to then uh, be potential uh, candidates for leadership positions within HSHS. So it's a wonderful opportunity for people um, who are interested in leadership. Maybe they're not exactly sure which direction they want to go, but 
the six months worth of programming through the Emerging Leader Program will help them decide and help lead them as to maybe what their next step could be. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I'm so excited for that. And so it's a six-month program. Um, and I love the the fact, too, that, you know, we're developing those leaders that are mission-driven. I mean, our mission is so core to who we are here at HSHS. Um, and I do love that we're investing in our, our high-performing colleagues to help them reach that next level. You know, as an organization, this is, I think, the first time that we've implemented a program like this. Is that right? As far as I know, yes. Um, okay. I think that uh, you know, we tried to get something off the ground, you know, prior to COVID, um, and then that put a stop to it. So this is really the first time uh, out with this program. So it's very exciting. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. And so can you tell me, you know, how is this program good for colleagues and for HSHS? Well, it's great for colleagues because they are going to be introduced to a variety of topics and they're going to be introduced to executive leaders within HSHS who will be kicking off each program and talking a little bit about their leadership journey. But you know, when you look at the curriculum for the program, um, you know, it's going to start off with uh, Dr. Charlene Aaron, who is the chancellor at St. John's College of Nursing, talking about diversity and inclusion. And it just rolls from there in terms of other topics, having difficult conversations, making effective decisions, how to communicate effectively, leading change, time management, all those kinds of things that, you know, emerging leaders can build on their skills that they already have, put it into their leadership toolbox and be able to take it actually to their current position and then on to future uh, positions as well. So I think that uh, it's just going to be a great benefit to our colleagues. I love hearing that, Bev, especially those skills you named off there, you know, with the having difficult conversations and delegating and effective communication. Those are all skills that we can use at any really level within the organization. But as a leader, those skills really become critical. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that those are pieces for the program. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's beneficial to HSHS. You know, it's an investment in our colleagues. We want people to stay. We want people to um, embrace the mission of HSHS. And so what it does for the organization is it provides a pool of potential leadership applicants who are ready and waiting to move into a leadership role. So it really is a win-win for both parties involved. Yes, I agree. And so can you tell me a little bit more? I know you spoke to some of the content that our p participants will will learn in the program, but are there other things that happen in the program as well? Is there any kind of like networking or mentorship that's available? Yes. And uh, I love this part of the program because there's, you know, there'll be projects so people can work on projects. They're going to get to know each other. So networking is such an important piece to leadership, being able to connect with people who uh, get you maybe a little out of your comfort zone, people that maybe you're not exactly familiar with, but that's what leadership is all about, getting out of your comfort zone and uh, proving to yourself that you can do it. So there will be a lot of networking opportunities and, you know, really the opportunity to, to hear from executive leaders, to really find out what their journey was, because I'll bet you they all started out as an emerging leader, thinking that they were not director material, 
um, having their own self-doubts as to what direction they should go or do I really have the skills needed. But over time, you know, and over years with the experiences and being mentored by others, they have grown into these wonderful executive leaders. So our Emerging Leader Program is going to introduce the executive leadership of HSHS to our uh, candidates in the Emerging Leader Program. And then the Emerging Leaders will also have a mentor. And I think that's so important. You know, they're going to be able to sit down and talk with someone from HSHS that they don't know, uh, but to really get a feel for uh, the leadership journey of of that uh, mentor and uh, you know what kinds of things make them a great leader. So I just think it's going to be a, a wonderful curriculum of um, you know lectures, but then networking, mentoring, hands-on projects. So it's it's just going to be a, a great program. Oh, Bev, I'm so excited to hear that, especially you know those all those external benefits that you really get, like you're talking about. So hearing from our executive leaders, wow, what like a great treasure that is just to understand their journey more and having that mentorship piece. I mean, that I think, you know, anyone who is able to successfully grow as a leader can can tell you the number of mentors that they had to get them where they need to be. So I'm so glad to hear that's a part of this program. So um, as a leader, how can you support colleagues who desire to move into leadership roles? So maybe they weren't selected for the program, but they still want to grow. How can you how can you help those colleagues? Sure. I think the biggest thing that leaders can do is take an interest in their colleagues. And, you know, I know everybody's busy and I know, you know, it's, uh, you know, time consuming. But if you show me a department within HSHS, and they tell you, we're like a family, you can point to that leader and say, you know, the leader has really fostered that atmosphere. And I think that goes for, you know, any, any place, any organization. And so I think that, um, you know, leaders can get to know their colleagues and take an interest in what their next step might be? What is their interest? What do they want to do? You know, I'm talking to my colleagues all the time. What's your next step? What do you want to do? You know, where where do you want to go? And, you know, I really feel like that's part of my role is to help develop that. And, you know, in the foundation at St. John's, we're very blessed with having long tenured colleagues. And, you know, we are like a family and we work really hard to, um, you know, uh, be together and we spend time together. Sometimes we go out to dinner together. So it really is fostering that atmosphere of me being the leader and taking great interest in our colleagues. And the gift that I get back is much bigger because, you know, they take interest in me and they care about me. And um, it's just a wonderful atmosphere. So I think the, you know, leaders to, you know, really get to know their colleagues uh, at a level that is manageable and appropriate for them. And, you know, to really find out what do you really want to do? Is this what you want to do or do you want to do other things? And how can I, as a leader, help develop you? So asking questions and having that dialogue is very important. Thank you for sharing that, Bev. And I think, you know, your department is a great example of that. I know thinking of a couple of your colleagues right now, one person, you know, has recently moved into a a management role um, in a different part of the company, but 
she was able to groom and prepare herself for that role under your leadership. And so that's just so wonderful to see. Um, and you're right. All it is is just, you know, taking that opportunity to really get to know your colleagues and where they want to go. And I think even for leaders, that can be hard, right? Because you want to kind of keep your talent to yourself. But, you know, helping your colleagues grow helps you and the organization. Absolutely. And and I thought of that, uh, you know, it was Brandy Grove who left uh, our uh, St. John's Foundation and moved over to be the manager of philanthropy at Prairie Heart Foundation. And I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm 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 letting her go. But that's but my job is not to keep her there. And, you know, as leaders, our job is to develop leaders, not followers. And I want I want my team to step out and, you know, do great things. And sometimes it comes with pain because you have to give people up. But on the other hand, um, you know, my role is to develop that team. And I am so proud of Brandy in her new role. She's just going to do great. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. And I, I have no doubt, you know, now the, the role has transitioned even a little bit too, where instead of a, a, a colleague to a leader, it's more like a, a mentorship relationship that your relationship will evolve into as she, you know, finds her footing too in that, that new role. So thank you. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, again, I, I learn as much from my team as they may learn from me, you know, um, they are talented and bright and fun to be around. And, you know, they teach me new things every single day. So it's a delight to get up and come to work every day. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad to hear that. Now, Bev, I think as we've mentioned, you know, this Emerging Leader Program begins in March. Um, We have, you know, recently notified those candidates who were selected to participate in the program. But unfortunately, we did have to turn some people away. So what kind of advice or what kind of opportunities would colleagues who were not selected for the program, what opportunities are out there to continue their growth and developments? You know, I think to reach out to their leader and ask if there are extra projects or is there a committee or you know something that they can get involved in is there something maybe their leader needs to have done but they don't quite have time to get to it uh, is there something that maybe the colleague can uh, you know take on as an extra assignment and you know help develop their skills in that area and you know get involved in a committee or a, a project Uh, you know, meet other people, network, and really keep learning about leadership. I learn about leadership every single day. And I think that always having that uh, curiosity um, and uh, the uh, interest in engaging with others and talking about their leadership journey, uh, the ability to really sit back and watch other leaders. I mean, you can learn from good leaders, and you can also learn from leaders that maybe are not as effective as you would have hoped they would have been, but you still learn something from them. And I think that all of those things are important. And, you know, reading books, you know, Simon Sinek, he is an author on leadership. And uh, he, you know, he has a great book called uh, Leaders Eat Last. And that's a great, you know, kind of a 101 book to um, uh, get involved with. And, you know, a book that I recently read that I really like for certainly our female colleagues is called How Women Rise. And the author there is Sally Helgeson. And um, that's an uh, excellent book about women who want to uh, emerge into a leadership role. 
And, you know, of course, I have to put a plug in for John Maxwell. You know, I'm a John Maxwell uh, leadership trainer. And, um, you know, he has so many books. Um, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect is a great book because it talks about the extra effort that leaders need to learn to make to reach out and network and get to know other people. And that's a great communication book. I love that book. And he also has the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. It's a long book, but it will take you through 21 steps uh, and what it takes to be a leader. So, you know, keep developing yourself, uh, listening to podcasts, um, observing others, getting involved on committees, uh, asking maybe if there's a special project that you can take on. All of those kinds of things will help develop as a leader. But I think it starts with having a conversation with your leader about what what you can do to help develop yourself so that the next time when the emerging leader applications open up, you can apply and, um, and you know, potentially be a candidate for the program then. Bev, that is just great advice there. Thank you so much. I am taking so many notes over here. So, you know, some of the key things that I I captured in what you said is, you know, have that genuine curiosity to want to learn and sit back and observe others, leaders that are both strong and have some opportunities just so you can learn from those experiences. And then I think I captured four good books from you. So Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, um, you know, this uh, How Women Rise by Sally Helginson. Helginson, mm-hmm. that sounds wonderful. And then, of course, those two, two John Maxwell books. I know you've shared the Everyone Communicates Few Connect. Yeah, I think you've shared that book with me before. And then those yes. 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. All great books. Even start as a foundation. Um, you know, even if an emerging leader is thinking, okay, you know, four books, can I read four books? If you divide that into quarters, that's, you know, one book every three months that you could really lead or read to help, help get you where you want to be. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, um, I will just do a shameless plug here that, um, in addition to all these great resources, you know, HSHS does offer this podcast, uh, the Learning Line podcast. So it's not just for leaders. Anyone can listen to this um, or other podcasts too, like you were mentioning. Or you can even follow us um, on Instagram, our talent development at HSHS uh, page on Instagram. So that's talent development underscore HSHS. Bev, you've offered a lot of great advice already, so this question may seem a little bit redundant, but is there any other piece of advice or just one solid piece of advice that you would give colleagues who want to be leaders? You know, engage with other people. So important to um, develop a network, uh, get to know people around HSHS. I just think that is so important. The networking is Um, You know, for some getting out of their comfort zone and doing it, but it's a wonderful way to get to know what other people are doing in their roles, uh, learning about their leadership journey. And so I think networking and, and not being afraid to be out of your comfort zone. And, you know, so many of us, we want to stay where we are because it's the comfortable thing to do. Um, But to really say, where are my deficits? We all have them. Where are our deficits? You know, take a list, put, put down, you know, these are things that I'm comfortable with. These are things that I probably need to brush up on. And, you know, really start looking at that list to say, okay, these are the things that I know that I need to work on. And really start, you know, making a, a kind of a goal sheet and, a, you know, wh- what can I read? Who can I talk to? 
What podcast can I listen to to really start developing uh, these areas where I'm not as comfortable in? And I think that really helps you become a well-rounded person, but also then a well-rounded leader in the workplace as well. Oh, Bev, that's really great advice. I appreciate that. The power of networking is incredible. And then even as you're saying, you know, looking at those opportunities for you to grow, like that's where your network can really help you because um, sometimes it's hard for us to see our own um, challenges that we face. And so our network can can help us not only identify those, but then help us grow um, and set goals to achieve that. And then you have that accountability built in too. That's exactly right. It just makes all the difference. And, you know, you want to be a well-rounded leader. And I work at that every single day. And, you know, how can I be a well-rounded leader? And, you know, it really comes from, you know, having moments of self-reflection where, you know, you're sitting back and thinking about the day and how how it went, uh, how, how could have it gone better, you know, perhaps. Um, and then also self-awareness, you know, being aware of how you are relating to others. That's powerful to be able to reflect and then learn from your reflections. And then, you know, just really take that and uh, utilize it in the workplace, you know, with with other people. But the self-awareness is huge, Um, making sure that how you respond to people, um, the speed with which you respond to people, very important. you know, making sure that you're smiling when you see people in the hallway. It doesn't mean that you have to know everyone. Um, it means that you care enough to say hello. And I think those things help develop a culture of leadership, but just a culture of kindness. And I feel like as a leader, it is incumbent upon me to help facilitate a culture of kindness uh, not just within HSHS, but, you know, wherever I go. And I just think that's something that I always self-reflect on and, um, you know, always always try to be better uh, today than what I was yesterday in that regard. Oh, Bev, thank you so much. That just nicely ties up even how we started off this conversation, right, of um, who you are and kind of what your leadership philosophy is. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for being on this episode too. And I just want to remind people if if they're listening to this podcast and, you know, if you have questions, um, you know, who should a colleague or leader contact if they want to know more, please feel free to reach out to the talent development um, inbox. We're happy to help you. So that's talentdevelopment at hshs.org. You can always contact your leader as well. So if you are looking for those growth opportunities, you know, Bev just provided some great examples of how you can help grow um, and expand your skill set as well. So thank you so much. Bev. This has just been a wonderful conversation. I'm so excited for this program to kick off. And um, it sounds like, you know, someone would be very lucky to be mentored by you. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Danielle. I have a, uh, you know, a a lot of experience and uh, it's not always been perfect. That's for sure. But I've learned, you know, I've taken the good and the bad and I always try to learn from it. And um, it's, it's always my pleasure to mentor our uh, emerging leaders at HSHS. So thank you for allowing me to be part of the Emerging Leaders Program and uh, for the opportunity to talk with you today. Thank you, Bev. Have a great day. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Learning Line. We would like to give special recognition to Claire Kramer, our editor and producer of the show, and Ray Engelbinger, the composer of our music. 
Ray works in supply chain and wrote, No Doubt, the song you are hearing now. Thank you.